Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about axonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. the show uh fixing to go live here uh just to give my chicago bears saints recap uh had a lot of digest a little bit so i tried try youtube live again just to, just to test it out um but yeah it was a rough game uh very frustrating of course you guys know the bears lost 26 to 23 versus the saints it was a uh up and down game. The Bears looked like they were looking to take over. They were looking like they were going to do something good. And then they decided to be the Bears. A couple hot takes from this game. Yes, they're sitting at five and three, which isn't bad. But I don't even think we should be five and three. People forget that the drop ball against the Lions. We should have lost. Then we were down by a lot against the Falcons and. You know, Nick Foles had to come in and save the day, so we really could have lost that game. Uh, if Tom Brady knew what down it was, you know, maybe we would have lost that game. Who knows? But I think we, I think we're getting pretty lucky. Um, Carolina Panthers—that's the one win where I understand how we won or like really fought to win that one. I think, uh, you know. I don't know. It was just really frustrating. So a couple of things that I've seen posted and things I'll, my thoughts are on. Uh, I don't like to discuss or try to sit here and say things about a coach, especially in the NFL, because they know more football and forgot more football than I'm ever going to know. So for me, it's a little different. Um, I know the big talk would be Nick Foles. I mean, if you look at the stats they were talking about during the game, his stats, he was 28-41 for 272 yards. He averaged 6.6 yards of completion. Two touchdowns, one interception. He should have had 
another interception, but they dropped it. Um, and it just didn't look like he was making good throws. He saw off his back foot. He started to get happy feet. And one thing that I noticed, and again, this is going back to having to watch film, is he likes to stare down one receiver, and that's who he sticks to. And I don't know if that's because he doesn't have a lot of trust. If it, if it's does he not trust the play? Does he think, oh, okay, we're, I'm going to look at this and this? I have no idea. But he looks down one guy, and that's all he does. That's all he's going to look at, and that's who he's going to throw to. And I don't know. And a lot of times he got really lucky. Sometimes they were just little quick shallow routes or dig routes that he was able to get to. But then it showed that he just stares down one guy. And on TV, you, you, can, you can see that, obviously. And it's very, very, very frustrating to watch. So, I mean, I know near the end of the game, he was like 9 for 12. Didn't let him down the field. They had a field goal. Thank goodness for, that we have a kicker. Uh, but he did do a little... Nick Foles did do a little better as it went along. Uh, but at the end of the day, I know the numbers are okay, but it just looked like it was just a little different. I don't know if he and Matt Nagy had a conversation. Nagy said, this is, I'm going to call the plays and you go about it. And that's kind of what happened. I don't know. Um, but I had an interesting conversation with Coach West, who you guys have seen on the show Uh before and he was on the college football recap um with us and everything and sent me a message saying well isn't this what happened with uh Mitchell Trubisky where we said you know they need to do short passes play actions and try to run the ball well there was a play where there were near the end where Nick Foles got outside the pocket and he could have ran and we he said you know Mitch would have ran for it and I said, that's kind of what I miss about Trubisky is that he would have ran for it. But then this is kind of the offense that we're doing, the short little play, short little passes, some play actions and stuff that you could have done with Mitch like you did in 2018 and we did pretty well. But you don't want to, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So we're talking about Nick Foles. It just looked like he got happy feet. Now, in accordance with this, we do have some offensive linemen injuries. We had some go out, and we're trying to move people around. We're, we're getting backups to backups, and so I think that if we have some injuries, we're going to have to go sign some people. We're going to have to sign some people at halftime, I said. I joked around, and I said, yeah, we're going to have to get some people at halftime, and, but we, we, we have some offensive line injuries. I think the pass blocking, especially in the first half, was horrendous. Um, they're not even stunting. It was more of a slant. I guess you called the stunt. They were kind of slanting in, and a guy was slanting back out, and they just kind of followed each other. They didn't pass it off. They didn't say you, 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 or me, 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 or whatever, like a basic thing that we teach at the high school level. At least I, I know that's how I do it is you, 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 like we're in, 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 and the offensive line wasn't picking it up. And so you're in the NFL, and you cannot pick that up. And I don't know. Um, the offensive line has been a little weak spot. I know we sit here and talk about the quarterback, but, but the time that they passed – protect pretty well was when he threw the touchdown and so look what happens when you actually pass protect and you do what you're coached and do what you're taught and you're in the NFL and you're gonna pay all the money you got to do that so I know we put a lot of pressure on the quarterback uh and Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky but when your offensive line can't run block and pass block that, that, that hurts but I know there's some things quarterbacks can do to help out and that's the one that gets paid most of the money um so it's just rough. It's rough to see. You know, I guess Nick Foles played okay, but at the same time, you're starting to do things that for him that you weren't doing with Mitchell. But Mitchell could be athletic and get out of the pocket and roll out like he did in 2018, and that's why I go back to. Is 2018, 
We were running these unique, funky offenses. We were doing this. We were doing that. Um, and now and then we kind of got away from it. And I don't know if what's going on. Uh, but, you know, Nick Foles is the guy. That's what's going to be. We're going to stick to it. We're going to go till the cows come home. And, uh, you know, I know Mitchell was in there for a second. He did okay there for just that hot second. And then he was done. You know, I called for Nick Foles. Um, earlier in the season, but then the more I looked at it, the more I talked to people, the more I said, you know, now they're calling plays that they should have for Mitchell, and, you know, might as well just jump into it, and Nick Foles and, and Mitchell Trubisky, I don't know the answer, I don't know who you go with, um, right now it's Nick Foles, because that's who Matt Nagy wants, and that's who he's going to stick with, and that's fine, that's exactly what he's going to look at, um, that's who he wanted to play, and I said, you know, was he calling plays for Mitchell that wasn't working to get uh, Nick Foles in there. I have no idea. I don't believe want to believe that, but that is something that's very possible. Um, I said from the get-go, to get Mitchell to be successful is go back to 2018 where we have these weird, funky formations. You show them on film, and the other teams have to practice them. Uh, try to run the ball. We were doing some power reads, some zone reads. Um, we were getting Mitch outside the pocket. Little RPOs, little play actions. Um, our defense is pretty good, like it is now. We have a good defense even back then. And so, you know, it, it just goes back to you were doing things like that in 2018, and we went 12-4. and four. If it wasn't for the debunk of the kick, you know, we I'm not saying we win the Super Bowl, but we have a legitimate chance to, you know, compete for the NFC uh, championship and all that good stuff. And, you know, so then you go to last year in 2019 where you're like, okay, well, I got to make, Mitchell a pocket passer I'm not going to do this I'm not going to do that and you know Bears fans were, were pretty rough and when we have a good season we expect the same season next year if not better or at least somewhere in the same area if you have 12 wins we're expecting 11 and you have the same team coming back you're trying to to do that and you know we don't upgrade the offensive line and we see what happens now um you know, we, we still have a good defense, but then you don't do the right things with the quarterback. You're trying to do what you want, not what they can do. And I know it's the NFL. They should be able to do this, this, and that. But he's a young quarterback. He's athletic. And you are trying to do things that he cannot do. You can still coach him to do pocket passing, which every quarterback needs to. I understand that. But at the same time, you have to, We you know, I've said it on the, spot, on the show, uh, on the podcast many, many times, talked about it in the college football recap that, you like we talked about with LSU, you have to do what the players can do, not what they're forcing them. Like LSU, I think they're trying to do too much of what Joe Burrow was doing when he was there, and now all of a sudden, you know, you can't do it. You don't have Joe Burrow. You have you're in a spread offense that can adapt and and you're not. So now um I think it's the same in the NFL. You have to do it. I know it's the NFL, but I think if Mitchell is not a pocket passer, you can coach him to do that sometimes, but play actions, RPOs get outside of the pocket. So now I was calling for Nick Foles right from the get-go. Like, you brought him in. You got to play him. Nick is on a short leash. But now the more you watch it, yeah, I guess Nick Foles is okay. If the offensive line plays, it's pretty good. But there's times where he's just staring down a guy. There's times that he's uh, throwing off his back foot. He's getting happy feet, which I know offensive line. But if you are as good as quarterback like you were with the Eagles, then you need to stand there. You may have to take a hit, throw with your good mechanics. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh Part of you, part of me, and some others say maybe go back to Mitchell Trubisky, but they've already committed to it, so I think it's too late to go back. Um, so then it makes you start to wonder why are they calling an offense 
right now the offense is kind of geared towards Mitch a little bit with short hitches and slants and play actions all of a sudden where um, when Mitch was in, it was, let's make him a pocket passer. Let's not get him outside the pocket. Let's do this. Let's do that. So maybe it wasn't all Mitch's fault. You know, and I'll take blame for for thinking things like that. So it's just it's, it's just very 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 frustrating. Um, I just want to Jimmy Graham. A lot of people are giving him crap and saying, "Why are we paying him this? Why are we paying him that?" Um, yeah, he's older, but he is our red zone threat. You know, he's a big guy. He can post up and get the ball. He does look a little slow, but I would say this, and I said this. Did you guys see all the hits that he took? And his legs. I'm surprised he did not have a broken kneecap, a broken leg. He might, it might come out later and say that he does. He took a lot of hits at the legs because he is very, very tall. He's not what he was. I don't want to, people, people are giving him a lot of crap saying, why do we have this? He sucks and this and that. Well, he's the one that was scoring with the Atlanta Fal- against the Atlanta Falcons. He's made big catches. He's dropped some balls today, though, so he did not come to play either. And so, I understand we have to give him some blame today, but I don't want to be jumping all over him saying that this is his fault. You know, he should have done this, should have done that. Um, some balls he just couldn't catch, some he should have. And I'm surprised that he has legs left. I'm surprised that he could walk. I watched it. I kept sitting there. I was cringing. I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, like, I'm on, the, on the chair. I'm like, oh, my goodness. He's not going to have a leg. He's not going to walk. I don't know. So, yeah, I need, we need to lay off of him a little bit. He is our red zone threat. Um, he can catch. It's just today was not his day. And, you know, so maybe that's why Nick Foles was just staring people down. I don't know, but we need to lay off him a little bit. Some of the stuff I'm seeing, we need to lay off of him just a hair. Um, him being our red zone threat. Um, just I'll get straight into it. Matt Nagy. I don't know if he's calling all the plays. I know we have an offensive coordinator, but I think Matt Nagy is calling all the plays. Now I'm not sitting here saying I could go to the NFL and call plays. But some of it is getting ridiculous. Um, me and Coach West uh, were messaging about this. Um, so, Coach West, if you listen to this, shout out to you again. Um, you know, you and I were messaging and we message about, you know, coaches stuff and we think about this. 2018, we ran funky formations. 2018, we were doing jet sweeps. We were motioning for eye candy. We were trying to run the ball. We were play actioning those jet sweeps. We were play actioning zones. We were doing zone reads. There was a little bit of power reads. There was just funky things we were doing. I'm not saying we have to do all these formations all the time, but you're getting funky formations where the defense now has to practice that you show it once or twice. Oh man, we got to put that in. We got to talk about it. And may never run it again. Um, Coach West, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, you know, we hired Matt Nagy thinking we were going to get Andy Reid. And I think you said, you know, if you don't have the recipe... You might have the recipe, but if you don't have the chef, you may get a different result. We don't. We may have a recipe, but we don't have the chef. We don't have Andy Reid calling plays. If Andy Reid was the head coach of the Bears, I think it'd be a little different. I think he would know what to do with Mitchell Chapitsky. But 2018, we were doing things that Mitch could do. We were running. We we're you know he's keeping it simple. Um, and then the next year, you know, it looked like we were trying to do things he couldn't do. Now, in the defense of Matt Nagy, there was times last year where it looked like there was eight or nine in the box. You know, at least eight, and Mitchell never checked. We just ran. So I don't know if that came down to a situation of Matt Nagy doesn't trust him to audible. Did he not know to audible? Who knows? And the more this goes on, the more it looks like maybe Matt Nagy was the one just saying, run this and run this. I'm going to give you two plays, and these are the only two you're going to pick from because when they go kill, 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 
that means they're going to go to their second one. And and you kind of saw it last week. You know, we were going up tempo, and when Nick Foles was going up tempo, checking plays, we were doing pretty well. And then when we slowed it down, uh, this was against the Rams. When we slowed it down and Matt Nagy started to call plays and we take Jimmy Graham out in the red zone, that's kind of where this happened. And so that's kind of where you want to wonder. And I'm not saying Matt Nagy is a horrible play caller. Some people want to say that, but I don't want to be put, you know, part of me is like, oh, yeah, put me in his shoes. I'll figure it out. But he knows more football than I do. And I'm not there for game plans. I'm not there for practice. We are going by, I'm going by a high school football coach's eyes and a guy that wants to know everything about football and studies it and tries to go about go about it that way. You know, and I'm going to be wrong on some things, and that's why I'm going live. If people want to comment and join, go ahead and and, and correct me. I'm not. I, I don't mind being corrected. I don't mind having debates. Um, you know, later on when I post this, you know, it, it is what it is. But from the untrained eye, I guess, from a high school football coach, for me, you're you're not doing what you did in 2018. I'm not saying you have to do everything the same. You know, you want to change some things. You want people to pick up on things. But you built this offense, and I've said it on every single time I've talked, talked about the Bears. You built this offense where it was made to run the ball. You have these tight ends. You have these decently fast wide receivers. Um, and it was built around, you know, Mitchell Trubisky to where you're going to do everything I've already said. And then you don't do it. And you would think after last year, okay, what did I do in 2018? What did we do well? We need to go back to doing that. And then being in the NFL with all the time you have, we adjust. Okay, well, now they're picking up on it. How do we disguise it? How do we go to a different one? How do I put a different personnel package in? How do I do this? How do I do that? And that's not what we're doing. We're very stagnant. We're running the same things over and over. And the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. And so we're, we're doing this. And then then Nathan pointed out to me again, we're doing things. We're doing short passes. We're trying to play actions. And today we had the longest run of the year for like 30, 35 yards. Montgomery's eyes were so big when he saw that hole and he missed the tackle and it departed like the Red Sea and he did not know what to do with himself. He was like, oh my goodness, I've never seen this this year. Um, and that's kind of sad because the Bears are known for running the ball. So I don't know. You're trying to run the ball. You're trying to force it, which is fantastic. That's what we need. But you're trying to run the ball. And I'm going to contradict myself because I'm a spread guy. You can run the spread and run the ball with only five linemen. But in the NFL, I think it's a little different. I think you need tight ends. I think you need H-backs more. I think you need a fullback. I think you need two split backs and one leads up or whatever. Or you jet motion and, and the running back leads and the guys run behind them. NFL is a little different than high school and college. I also think that the Bears need to put the tight ends. Talked about it on College Football Recap. Look at Notre Dame. They put in three tight ends or, or whatever it was and they ran the ball. That's what the Bears need to do. I don't care who's that quarterback. They need to go back to that. So Matt Nagy needs to... I know in a way it's like he's forced him to run the ball, but at the same time he needs to get some run game going. We have, you know, we don't run the ball very well. We don't have a great offense. We're not doing this. And you're putting a lot of pressure on the defense. I might as well just, you know, combine my topics here with, you know, defense and Coach Nagy. When, when the offense, we scored 23 points, which is fantastic. And the Bears defense gave up, you know, 26, but at one point I only gave up 20 or 23, which I know seems like a lot, but at the same time, you're only giving up that much to a Drew Brees and a Sean Payton Saints offense. With the players we have, with the quote-unquote play caller with Matt Nagy that we have, um, you need to put up more points, and we need to run the ball. And, you know, we're doing the short passes, short passes, short passes. Then we got to start taking shots. We had a pass protection, we took the shot, and we scored. So we need to start doing things like that, and... and you know, I can see that as a high school coach. 
And if I can see that as a high school coach, I don't want to know what the, the NFL guys are seeing. What is Matt Nagy seeing that we're not seeing? Um, it's very, very frustrating. Um, it's just, excuse me, guys, sorry. It's just very, very frustrating to watch. It's very frustrating to deal with week after week. Um, and then I feel really, really bad for the defense because when you're put in those situations, game in and game out, um, to where it's up to you to win the game, which is what the Bears strive on. I understand that. But some of these players were there in 2018. Now it's two years later. You're beat up. Age might be catching up. Some guys are young. Some guys are getting older. Um, and you can't continue to week in and week out say, okay, I got a good defense. I got a good defense. We're good. Maybe in 2018 you could have said that. Maybe if this was a 2018 defense and this was going on, yes, because they weren't taking as many hits. They were fresh. They were younger. Um, we had a different defensive coordinator. No offense now, but, you know, it's a little different. So you could say that. So to put this pressure on a defense where you exp- they need to make a play, they need to do this, especially in a day and age now where defense is a little different. This isn't the Ravens from way back when with Ray Lewis where you could, you know, do the type of hits to do all that stuff and the way the offenses have evolved and the defense are catching up slowly, but at the same time, there's still things present, you know, geared towards the offense doing things. Like I think some of the, you know, penalties, there was one where he bumped him with the shoulder and blah, blah, blah. I was passing interference. Like, I think that was soft, you know, uh, the Kobe Bryant thing. Oh, it's soft. And so defenses are stuck with that. So putting the pressure on the defense for something like that is not what you want to do. Um, and so I feel really, really bad for the defense. They, you know, they have to be very frustrated. Like, come on, the offense has to do something. So defense keep doing what they're doing, and, and it's fine. But the longer this goes on, and the offense needs to be out on the field more, and they need to score. I'm not saying every single possession you score. I know it's the NFL. That's not going to happen. But you have to have longer drives to keep the defense fresh. You have to have some threats. He has, Matt Nagy needs to go back and look at that BU stuff that he always has on there and says, okay, who was I? I called, you know, I helped the offense with Andrew Reid. This is what we did in 2018 when we were successful. Go back and look at what you did when you were successful and adapt it to Nick Foles. I can tell with Nick Foles is not a runner. So what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to do screens. I'm going to try to run the ball. I'm going to do unbalanced with offensive line. Wherever we have left, we got to go sign some. I'm going to put the tight ends in. I'm going to run ISO stuff. I'm going to do this. You're the NFL. You should be able to do it. We're going to do short passes, hitches, slants speed outs then we're gonna get some screens then eventually we're gonna take a shot we run some type of scissor post because they're gonna come down to the box and we can take a shot because he can throw that we saw it with philadelphia we've seen it when he was in the nfl before um in his early career so i just don't understand what's going on with that again i don't like talking about that stuff because they are five and three and some teams are not in that position but we shouldn't be in this position um now, if they could slowly figure it out, I think we, I don't mind winning ugly, but it's when the other team, when we have a little bit more talent sometimes than the other team and we went ugly, that's what's frustrating. When we do have the Jimmys and Joes and stuff in the NFL that can beat the other team, that's a little different. And so the defense needs to keep doing what they're doing besides stupid penalties. If they stop that, I think it helps out a lot. But they're in a tough position where the offense just can't do anything. So you have Nick Foles, who won the Super Bowl, who's been around. He and Matt Nagy need to sit down and figure it out. The offense needs to have a players-only meeting, a coming-to-Jesus moment. And I think Coach Nagy needs to have a coming-to-Jesus moment. And I think if he does that, 
there's still time to turn it around. You know, we've played eight games. Time to turn it around. Um, go back to what they were doing in 2018 and, and adapt it to Nick Foles. Go back to what Matt Nagy knows. Be himself. Don't be this stagnant. Let's be like everybody else offense and do this and do that. And I also think we can do up-tempo. And we did up-tempo last week to catch people off guard, do what the Rams did. We have the ability to do that. Nick Foles, yeah, he's not that athletic to run, but he's smart enough to say, okay, we're going to go up-tempo. We just got a first down, you know, and go NASCAR, and he can check to a play really quick and, and do something like that, get play action or do something. So I think that's what they can do. And so it's very frustrating, but going back and looking at it, I had to let, well, let it simmer and think about it for a little bit. Um, they got a lot of work to do. I know they're sitting at five and three, so good things can still happen. I know teams are not at five and three. Some, you know, have only won one game, two games, three games. Um, I saw, I think Coach Sheffer shout out. He, I think I saw him post something about the Washington teams only two and five. And so yeah, we could be like that. Um, we're not a horrible, horrible team. Um, thank goodness for our defense, and thank goodness for some of the plays we make on offense. But there's so much more we can do. There's so much that good the offense can do. So. I don't know. That's my two thoughts. You take it for my two cents. Uh, take the two cents and use it for what it's worth. Uh, may not be worth a lot. That's why it's two cents. Um, so anybody that watched, thank you. Anybody that listens, thank you so much. Anybody that wants to talk Chicago Bears football, let me know. Go check out the other coaches I've talked to. We're getting some other ones released and on. Um, so, guys, thanks for listening, and I'm going to see you guys next time. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.